Are you a college student looking for better guidance on how to figure out your life after college? Maybe you are slowly looking at jobs, or maybe you are finally getting around to editing your resume, or maybe you are just getting anxiety awaiting for the question at the next big family dinner, what are you going to do after college? Yep, I've been there. That's why I created my career ebook guide to help guide you on the path to young adult life in your post-grad career. From custom resume templates, ways to improve your LinkedIn, cover letter examples, top interview questions, and so much more, it's all in my ebook guide, which you can find on my blog at emilyelizabeth.blog/shop. Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily. I'm your host, And before we dive into the episode, I wanted to do my classic occasional intro of sharing something I'm grateful for because I used to practice this better and I think ever since my life got a little bit busier during COVID and just working from home, it's just kind of easy to forget those things. So I want to share one thing I'm really grateful for, just again, trying to spread some good gratitude energy out there with you all. Today, I'm really grateful for my health. I say that because, well, first off, I think health is something is easy to overlook, but especially during these times, we have been overlooking it less, but I've been very fortunate to just be, you know, very strong and healthy during this past, you know, year and being able to walk outside, do long walks outside in the sun um, in California and just continuing to be able to be healthy enough to work out and just do the things that I love and staying physically active. I never want to take for granted. So I just want to put it out there in the ether that I'm super grateful for that. And secondly, I am just very grateful for the people in my life and where I'm at in life right now. I think there are plenty of times where we have shitty moments and moments in life where it just feels like, oh, I can't wait for this chapter to be over. And I'm grateful that I'm in a growth period right now. I can very much feel it. I'm growing personally, um, but more importantly, I think I'm growing in my career and the direction I want to go in and just building this life for myself in my 20s. And I'm grateful to be in this period and to be able to be very mindful of that. So I just want to Thank you all for being along on this journey with me. And if this was your first episode, I hope this little gratitude piece didn't weird you out. But yeah, I try to do this um, every couple episodes because I don't want to, you know, be too redundant on everyone. But I hope you guys can think of one thing that you're grateful for today. And if it's a person, please text them. Um, I love when I send a text to a friend where I just haven't talked to them in a while or maybe I have recently, but I just had to remind them, hey, I'm really grateful for you. Um, especially in times when I didn't have close friends and now that I do, I never want to take that for granted either. So send a friend a text. Trust me, it's not weird. Although side tangent, I remember one time I sent a gratitude text to um, someone I once dated and he thought it was just this whole 
whimsical bullshit and I'm like okay so that should have been some red flags for me but okay I am done ranting uh this one is gonna be a fun episode for y'all so hope you enjoy On today's episode, I will be sharing with you guys my very honest thoughts on why you should seek for opinions that disagree with you, as you guys can tell from the title of the episode. This one, I am not looking at any episode outline, and I'm very much doing from my honest thoughts because I try to do that as often as I can when I have solo episodes because I find that sometimes keeping something too structured takes away the rawness of your actual thoughts and even for me I do a lot better when I am not looking at a script or not looking at bullet notes per se because yeah if I'm doing an outline for an episode I only keep it to bullet notes or else I will read exactly what's on paper and that's so not good for me so um yeah I'm just gonna dive into it so I think when it comes to opinions like something okay I guess I'll backtrack so a story, a redundant story you guys have all been hearing for a long time now that I talk about is like this growth period I had back in my junior year of college, blah, blah, blah. Um, if you're new here, well, then you probably didn't know that. But that was very much the um, the component or whatever you want to call it that accelerated me into this personal development and why I feel like I have such a different framework of thinking for my age and one of those mindset shifts I made back then was starting to ask for people's opinion that I knew would most likely disagree with me or would have something completely different than what I would think of and that's not to say that that was always the case sometimes people really had the same opinion as me but I do try my best to go to talk to people that I think will give me an opposing opinion and I think that can be really scary for people because, of course, you want someone to agree with you, right? You go to your girlfriend and say, hey, what do you think I should say to this guy, right? Or you ask her, does this, you know, you always would prefer someone to be like, yeah, like, I think that's such a good idea, right? Because it makes you feel better. And sometimes they will say that as an honest opinion, but oftentimes, for example, I would say one of the top I guess like personal life uh, topics I try to go to guys for is dating and I like to talk to men about their thoughts on dating and their perspective on when a woman does x y and z because two reasons one I get a male perspective which is you know, it's always different, right? Men are different. They're they're a little bit, I, I call them dogs, right? And it's true. Men are animals. And, you know, if you really look into the science of how humans are and human behavior, you will understand where I'm coming from when I say that's just the nature of how men are and the way they think, right? And, you know, so for example, when I was struggling with figuring out how to deal with guys that were you know, not so serious. And this is, I'm talking like from two years ago. So this is so out of my radar now. So that's why I feel very comfortable talking about it. But back then I didn't understand the, like what was going through a guy's mind when he was still figuring out his options. Because to me, I'm like, if I like you, I like you. And I will probably like if I want to pursue you or if I want to check out you know if this fling is going to work then I will probably focus on that and 
not necessarily close my doors to other options, but I'm I'm not really the type of person that likes to date around um, or like date multiple people at once. And of course, as we all know, there's people that do that and there's nothing wrong with it. But I think also like some people can multitask like that and I just can't. So, you know, I have plenty of girlfriends that do that and I'm like, dude, that's so, you know, dope. Like I, I kind of can't, but um, that was something I had to go to my guy friends for. And it was really interesting to understand like their perspective. And when they broke it down to me, and again, these are usually like really close guy friends too. Um, and even some of their friends, like their male friends. But when they're telling me their thought process on the talking phase with the girl, it allowed me to see a different picture compared to going to a girlfriend to talk about the talking phase with a guy, right? Because if you're always going to someone that's going to have a similar perspective as you, in this case, women are going to have a similar perspective as fellow women when it comes to dating, right? And men are going to have a different perspective. So that's a great example where I try to go to, again, in this case, like the opposite gender or whoever, again, like I try to go to a person that would be at least more similar to being the person in the shoes that I'm trying to understand versus someone that's completely opposite, which is another girl, right? Another, I, this one's actually kind of an issue. Um, another issue or element in my life that I definitely always try to ask for opposing opinions on is when I'm dealing with again, this is rather personal, but just that if you follow my Instagram on my podcast, um, my podcast Instagram, you know that I have asked you guys for opinions on how to go about dealing with my clashing relationship um, with my mom. And it's because there is just this huge misunderstanding on multiple levels, culturally, of course, because my mom was born and raised in Vietnam. And, um, you know, I was born in America, being very fortunate to have that opportunity. But also, um, I don't believe in being a traditional woman, which is, you know, um, it's not about like being a woman that you know, it cooks at home, stays at home. It's not that kind of tradition, but it's more about being soft-spoken, not speaking up, being less bold. And it's funny because I was actually recently watching this movie on a plane, um, the movie Mulan, which is a Disney movie. I found it very similar in a sense where Mulan is this warrior and she has this um, connection with her dad and she wants to do something different but all the women in the village look down on her and say wow like you are bringing such shame to us because you're supposed to be a lady so that's honestly exactly how I feel that I my mom and I clash because her and I just have different views on what is meant to be best for me and another example would be um going to school where my mom um, still to this day six years later she still nags me about how I should have went to USC and I should have gone through their um, it's like I forget what it was called it was just their Trojan program where you go abroad for a year and then your sophomore year you come into USC and I didn't want that and um, you know to this day she'll still say oh you could have been happier there and I always wonder what kind of metric does one measure happiness on because I have made so many fulfilling relationships in my life through the path that I chose and I remind her each time that knowing what I know now based on how my life would turn out 
I would choose the same thing again, which is going to UC Irvine for two years, not loving it, and then transferring to Chapman. I would absolutely go through that path again. Aside from all that, I guess what I'm trying to say is I am very open about the fact that it's not the the best relationship. And it definitely is weird for me because all of my relationships outside of that are phenomenal if not at least great um you know with all my friends I would say they're just at a really high level I have an amazing relationship with my dad he completely understands me you know and I and I just think that it's really interesting when you have amazing relationships with every single person except one person you start to kind of wonder what's the variable um but needless to say I try to go to my friends specifically that are extremely close with their mom, meaning they already have this, you know, automatic bias towards loving your mom, treating her a certain way, being best friends with her, right? And again, I know not everyone has a best friend relationship with their mom, but a lot of, you know, my friends, um, interestingly enough, uh, at least some of the core girlfriends I had, they all have best friend relationships with their mom. But you know, it was really funny because I go to them asking them, hey, how do you think I should handle this situation? Because this really bothers me. But here I am ready to open my ears to see what they have to say with this, you know, I guess, understanding or belief that they're going to most likely side with my mom, right? And I want that. I want to hear someone say, yep, Emily, your mom is in the right. Because I want to understand where I'm going wrong. Because that, again, is what I can control and that's what I can fix. However, the irony is that, um, unfortunately, actually, it's like a good and bad thing where it's like nice to be right, but also that shows like the only solution is is really on her, like the ball's in my mom's court then. But in this case, you know, I've talked to a lot of my close friends about it and most of them have advised me to, you know, continue to do my own thing, focus on my life and to continue to connect with whoever I am actually close with in my family. So in this case, it's my dad and, you know, my parents are together. So, you know, it's um, again, that's that's a very personal topic, but one that I don't think should be so I should be so shy about because it's not like a too personal because, again, everyone has different family dynamics. And, um, you know, I think all of us you know, some of you guys could say I have amazing relationships with both my parents. And some of you guys might say, yep, it's more one than the other. And I find that normal. And I don't think we should, I guess, steer away from speaking about it. Because if anything, I wish I could have a better understanding of why I'm treated the certain way that I am. And honestly, just seeing the movie Milan kind of made me see a light for that. Because you know, she's a different type of female. She went to war and went to battle. um, And that's something only men can do. And so I think it's this narrative of breaking the mold of what people want you to be. And I feel like that's what I've been doing. But um, yeah, that was a long tangent. I just meant to really conclude that in that scenario as well, instead of um, speaking to just any kind of person, I try to speak to people that I hope and believe would likely have a bias towards my mom based on their own relationship with their mom. Another instance where I typically ask for opinions that disagree with me is just when I am uncertain about my thoughts or my thought process on, you know, maybe it's about quitting a job or maybe it's about 
going on a date with a guy or maybe it's about dating this guy in general like I, I don't know it could be anything in personal life but if I'm uncertain which is you know I'd say maybe 20% of the time or 30% it's it's not that common for me to be uncertain because I I can very much make a decision very quickly and think about the pros and cons and do almost like this I don't know like cost analysis whatever you want to call it um but most of the time I, I always try to ask people in a way where I say hey do you see a flaw in my thinking or do you, I try to ask people hey what's um what are your thoughts on this and I, I try to even push them towards giving me an opposing opinion just so I can see the loopholes in my framework because if you continue to believe you're always right or that whatever you're thinking or whatever your conclusion is is correct but you never ask for outside opinion or especially ask for people that don't think the same way as you you're always going to be really blindsided by what the opposing argument is or what the alternative choice is right and now that I think of it this would honestly apply in politics which I do not prefer to get into on the show but I think as someone who advocates for for dialogue and for people to be more competent in understanding points of views because I see that that's not the case right now I would highly advise to be able to do that again in the conversation of politics or anything of that nature where it seems like there's this extreme view um, but there is a way to understand both sides that doesn't mean you agree with both sides but you understand it and I think that out of anything bothers me the most for any kind of situation where there's one person saying this and another person saying the the alternative and even though I was never on debate team I had many friends that were on debate team in high school and college and if you don't know what debate team is it's pretty much what you call it it's uh competitions where you debate I would kind of make it a parallel to being a lawyer or in law school when you're presenting a case and there's like a prosecutor and there's a defend defense um attorney and in debate team though you have to be able to present an argument on either side so for example in going into the tournament um, whoever you're going up against, you don't know which side you're arguing for. So let's just say in, in, in like in a case of like being a lawyer, you don't know if you're going in as the prosecutor or the defense attorney. So for that reason, you have to have arguments ready for both sides. And I think what is very valuable in that is when you have an argument ready and a logical reasoning for both sides, you also are able to find the flaw in both sides, right? Because again, you see both sides of the coin or both sides of the picture, however you want to visualize that. And when you do that, you open your eyes to a bigger scope of the picture versus one side, which is the only side you've been looking at, right? So I guess that's kind of my final thoughts on that is I always want to know all of the facts instead of one. That doesn't mean I am stuck in the middle. It still could mean I believe one side. However, it, it shows my level of competence, which again, I think is something our generation 
is starting to lose or maybe never had any in the first place. But competence is just having this awareness of thorough understanding in my, I guess, in my own words. And in this case, it's looking at a case that you have to go in and be ready to, you know, fight for, but you don't know which side you're on yet. And when you look at the same case, you have to be ready to present arguments and flaws on both sides. And I think that's the beauty of being extremely thorough in your understanding of what you're talking about because, you know, because then you you are also more empathetic and compassionate towards the other side because you get it, right? Even though, again, you don't agree with them, but you're empathetic to it. And I think we need more empathy in today's world as well. Okay, so that was all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this interesting rant. Um, If you did, please definitely let me know, comment on the latest post about this um, specific episode or just DM me as some of you guys always do. I really appreciate it and I promise I will be responding because um, I'm curious how you guys feel about these raw opinion episodes because they're usually short and sweet and to the point. And um, definitely my goal, I guess, is to really stimulate your thinking and your mindset around, you know, maybe you came into this thinking, oh, I always want to talk to people that have the same opinion as me. And maybe this opened your eyes as to why it would be valuable for you to ask for opinions from people that would disagree with you so hope this was helpful and one last thing if you could rate and review the podcast on apple Podcasts, that would be so amazing and i would be extremely grateful for that so thank you as always and i will chat with you all next time